Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, John. What's How are you doing? Voice? What's going on? What's going on? What's that? What is that? Oh, it's a little cold. It's 42 degrees, and I just kind of whimpering oh, a little were bit. You shivering? You're a little cold. Yeah, I was at the ball game. It was like in the 40s yesterday. I'm still still flying That's out. That's crazy. That's a little crazy. That's okay, me. I'm going. It's gonna... almost June. Oh, I'll go back out there again. I can't. I don't get enough of it. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. You, you doing all right? You find, sound like yeah, you know. I'm fine. Jeez. Okay, okay. Yeah, you're just screwing with me. I understand. Well, anyway, uh, for those who are new to the shoe, uh, yeah, this is the Bro Show, and we are actual brothers. My name is Jerry. Uh, my name's John. Yeah, there you got it. And uh, right. we talk about four things. And people say, well, Jerry, you know, won't you just tell us one thing you're going to talk about? Do you have to keep us in suspense for 15 minutes like that? And uh, we're going to talk about Bob Dylan, okay? Hope you're happy now. God. Oh, dear. Yeah, I, I'm glad, I'm glad I know. I'm glad you told me. Yeah, yeah. That was, that's a cue for you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody asked. Well, now I know Nobody what to prepare cares. for in the next uh, 15 minutes. Yeah, because that's when we'll be there. This is about a twenty twenty five minute show, so let's let let's do this thing. Uh, hey, what shirt are you wearing, John? Well, I decided to get synchronized and actually wore the shirt that's our sponsor. It's about time I get my act together. So I'm wearing the Wolfie shirt, the one Center for Humans oh. and Nature, uh, the oh. one that you came up with the slogan. While yeah. the center is actually still looking for their slogan, it's only taken them eight months. <laughs> <laughs> and while they're at, and while they're looking for a slogan, I guess yeah. well, we we can maybe talk about that once we get to the uh, sponsor read. But uh, okay. oh well. All right. Well, I think this is a sponsor read. Oh, is it okay? About. Well, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. I think this is it. <laughs> yeah, might as well tell it like it is. Might as well tell like not? it is, brother. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So our sponsor this week is Center for Humans and Nature. Um, they are a. Um, environmental think tank always thinking um in Some, search of an identity uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sometimes in the tank uh yeah i don't want to say that because then i have to correct no. myself the next time yeah. to, to make up for my bad boy yeah. behavior yeah, yeah. The, the name and so maybe you can go through the the stick with bonfire but the shirt is i live here too Ooh. with yeah. a wonderful wolf on the front of it and i've got the yeah. gray version it's really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good-looking shirt. Yeah, uh, Bonfire is a very, very, very cool organization. They print T-shirts, mugs. You know, there's a lot of people to do that. But the unusual thing about Bonfire is, if you say, "Hey, Bonfire, I want all the profits, and then some, from the sale of this T-shirt to go to a nonprofit organization," you type either the, the EID or the name of the nonprofit and It'll show you a list of things that look like, oh, maybe that's it, that's it. Oh, here it is, and you tap on it, and boom, that's it. From that point forward, every dollar of profit and some of the uh, expenses in printing are given to that nonprofit. And our nonprofit this week for the T-shirt is, as John said, Center for Human Nature, a think tank, and they're not really in the tank. No, they're not. We can make that. We can correct that right now so I don't have to do it later. 
Um, yeah, but the other good. thing is that I'm going to make a shameless plug for uh, an article I wrote that is connected to this about a Please. book that we was received uh, called Reconnect. I wrote a book review. It's located on our website, the Bro Show website, and yeah. uh, enjoyed doing it. And uh, this week, I actually my boss asked to read it, so I don't know if she's going to or not. She she said she. I get, I sent her a copy. She she said, I don't want to Google. Good. I want you to give me a link, please. And I did. That's so. very nice. So you sent her the link to it. Now, this it, is the same boss who, when she talks <laughs> about certain things with you, she asks you not to talk about it on the show. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, she will read it. She is a prolific reader, and she will. I, yeah. oh, God, I almost screwed that up. Oh, dear. Okay. I think I've recovered. you got to be careful. you got to be careful. All right. That's good. Hey. Uh, you ready for the ox story? Ox. Yes. Hey, listen. This is a story that I this week. I, I you know, we're coming down to the final, the final sessions or shows for the uh, season of the ox. So I thought we got to finish with a bang. I'm going to find a great story. We did a story about beer. <laughs> we did a story about liquor. I thought, well, let's clean up our act a little bit here. So I started. Desperately looking for a book, uh, a, a, a site uh, about the be- a beverage, a, a, a non-adult beverage. So I said, why not milk? You know, goats have milk. Cattle have milk. <laughs> Ox should have milk. And I searched oh. over and over, and I couldn't find any stories about <laughs> ox milk. And I thought, what's By the going way, on? It's got to be. It's it's got to be here. And then all of a sudden. Uh, oh, I did a little yeah, more no. searching and realized that I need to get my biology straight here. Or, or, yeah. or uh, this is a yeah. true story, by the way. If you think John, this all happened, not, and then I realized happened. that you know what, I got to go back to the ox basics, back to the basics, and let's let's figure out what is an ox, and maybe then the light bulb will go on. So, producer. Uh, Animal expert, uh, brother, would you please yes. uh, re-educate me on exactly yeah. what an ox is so I can get my yeah. ducks in yeah. line here? <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Uh, an ox is basically a steer, and a steer is a bull that has been castrated and had his testicles cut off. So, uh, mm. yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And yeah. why would they do that? Why would they do that to a nice bull? You don't need many bulls because if there's a herd of cattle... Uh, yeah, the the bulls compete for the breeding rights and for the different cows. So one bull, many cows. Yeah, so what do you do with the other bulls? Mm. Well, you castrate them so that it creates less strife among the bulls. And you also do it because steers are good eating. Yeah, so steers, steers, are, steers yeah. are good eating. So they're marbled. They're, marbled. They're, they tender beef. almost yeah, all the good steaks you eat Where's are from beef? a steer. Now, why is Jerry talking about steers? Because that's exactly what oxen are. They're castrated bovines or cows. Right. And so I don't think you're going to get a hell of a lot of milk out of a no. castrated No, no, you're not. And, uh, no, you're not. The, the thing right. is that the oxen are kind of done, as, as I've kind of learned, you kind of Got me, steered me the right direction. No pun intended. Steered you. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, I was bad. Uh, yeah. To the fact that the oxen probably they're not, you know, they're not castrated for purposes of, of beef production or meat production, but rather it can no. it can create an animal that is is a little bit more uh, teachable, compliant. docile, compliant, compliant with the instruction. 
In other words, yeah. they, they react to a, a, a voice command, and if not, then there's always a whip to back it up. <laughs> yeah, there's always a whip. Yeah. And also, they're two, they're, they're yoked together very often. And so mm. they have to be animals that can get along with one another. Yeah. If you try to yoke two, mm. two bulls together, it's not going to work. So no, that's where all this comes from. Now, you know, we, we got to talking, John, you and I, and it was kind of like, well, do oxen have horns? Uh, you know, a bunch of other little yeah. ancillary questions came up that we probably should have talked about six months ago. Yeah. But hey, better yeah. late than ever, right? Yeah, I kind of looked and there are, it appears that dairy breeds are more likely. There's a several dairy breeds that fit, uh, yeah. that are used more for, are the ones that seem to be used to create, uh, the oxen. Uh, and, and you're right, they don't have to have yeah. horns. Yeah. Uh, they could have horns. Yeah. So that's not a prerequisite to be an ox. Uh, yeah. And I'm glad I was, at, at least I'm starting to get my act together in terms of this wonderful animal. Better late than yeah, never. They have to, yeah, better late than never. They, ha- they have to be trainable, number one. But there's another thing I discovered in reading this article we have a link to in the show notes. Uh, low center of gravity is a plus. Yeah. In other words, yeah, a tall, lanky uh, bull would not make, like a Brahma bull or something like that, would not make a great oxen. But a short, stocky one would. They have a yep. lower center of gravity, and they can pull a heavy load easier, particularly over rough terrain or up a grade. Uh, you know, in, yeah, yeah, up a grade. You know, incline. Yeah. So that's the deal with uh, ox. And don't look for any ox milk if you're thinking, "Wow, I would really like to have some ox milk with my wheaties yeah, this morning." Yeah, forget it. I want. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I got yeah, it. I got it. it. I, I'm embarrassed enough already. Uh, I won't rub it in then. Uh, we have a word also, John. Hey, let's hear the word. This is your week, and I think you did a very good job. Here's a, here's a word that even after seeing this word for 30 years, I still have difficulty. Oh. When, if, if you just throw this word in front of me in, in an article or in a book, I will instinctively just I, I freeze up. Because I have trouble pronouncing it, right? And even though I've looked, I've listened. You know how those little speakers that they have next to the words, so you can just click the speaker and it yeah. plays it for you. The recording of someone saying it properly. I still have trouble. My instinct is is to pronounce it wrong, but the word is hegemony. Yeah, hegemony. And no, don't per- mispronounce it because that'll that, that's bad. That'll get you. Okay. That's, right. you won't All forget right. that. Well, what is it? It's leadership or predominant influence exercised by one nation over others, as in a confederation, as in the Soviet Empire or Union, you know, and when it was expanding, it was exercising hegemony in the Eurasian sphere of influence. It it can be organizations, too. can be. It can be. In fact, I was thinking, as you well know, I can make anything turn into baseball. I was thinking the New York Yankees in the 50s, perhaps, uh, dominating the American League. Mm-hmm. And some right. of the clubs Tremere, there. Mickey Mantle. Yeah, that, yeah that, that whole era. And, uh, yeah, so it can be organizations, yeah, uh, U.S. Steel, New York Yankees, uh, monopolies, uh, countries, uh, World War II, uh, yeah, I think we, we kind of got it. I think. And, but, but what's your example, though? Okay, so, uh, yeah. People sent her bits of information 
as a way for them to resist the hegemony of the cartels. Ah. And this came from a book called Callie's Secret by T.J. Jones. Uh, yeah. There's a follow-up book to this, too. It's a, a series of two books. It's supposed to be a third one coming out, too. So, anyways, yeah, it's a... It's, it's really quite a word, you know. Uh, I think you and I talked about this this week, too. If you have a multisyllabic word, the thing you do is you kind of go, the way you pronounce it is, you look at the first three, four uh, characters in, in the word, and you look for something you're familiar with. And yeah. so I, the main, main syllable in there is G-E-M. So if you just remember that, you know, it's a gem in in an elaborate ring with a big yeah. diamond in the middle, and little diamonds all around it. You know, so that's kind of what a, uh, a practicing yeah, gem is. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, but because you just Something. pointed that out to me the last couple of weeks, and I'm the guy who I can I can fracture any word. And yeah. I was did the same thing with kinesiology, and I thought kinesi as in sneeze. There, there you go. There you go. I love it. That's really good. And, you know, the, the thing that was really hurting me on this word was I kept thinking, instead about gem, I was thinking about hedgehogs. Yeah, there's a temptation to think of them. Yeah. Because yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think about hedgehogs. I think we know that. Yeah. Right? Oh, sure. Everybody I've ever yeah. met thinks about them. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? Let's talk about Bob Dylan. Yeah, once upon a time. (laughs) So fine. Yeah, through a bum a dime. (laughs) Monkey time is prime. Yeah, you know, you're going to run this part of it, but I I have to say that uh, the most amazing thing to me is it's it's so doggone prolific when we... Bob Dylan, the reason we're bringing Bob Dylan up is because this last Monday was his 80th birthday, and there's just... You couldn't begin to talk about all the stuff that Bob Dylan has done, and we think music, but we could think literature, poetry. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's he's been all over. By the way, artwork... Yeah, artwork. There's just a lot of stuff. And um, I I think the most amazing thing to me is that do we really know Bob Dylan? Uh, And perhaps we just. And the answer is we probably never will, but it'd be nice to be able to open the door a little bit and see who the real guy is. And I think the insight that this New York Times article that you have cited, which is really good, gives us a chance to talk maybe about a side of Bob Dylan that you're not going to necessarily think too much about. Um, but quite often people think of Bob Dylan as an enigma, you know, it, it, but, it, yeah. it's kind of, but the fact is that like, well, Bob didn't show up for uh, Woodstock. He lives right there. What happened? Uh, Bob didn't show up for his, uh, to, to get his Nobel peace prize in it. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? Bob Dylan did have to show up for over 3000 concerts. He's a busy guy, John. He's a busy guy. Was part of it. That's what. Yeah. So, and uh, and if you count appearances he made, that's four thousand. It's four thousand. And I mean, so we're going to. So this New York Times article to me was funny. Is that? uh, And you might. Why don't you talk a little bit about the insight that we can get from him? Yeah, I think part of uh, 
Bob Dylan's humor, and that's what we're really getting down to. Uh, I think the greatest thing about Bob Dylan, he's more than willing to make fun of himself. And there are a lot of people who are like that. But, I mean, the main thing about it is his sense of humor is extremely dry, and you may miss it. And that's his intention, that you could take something he says is deadly serious and a way to end a war, or a trick he used while he was playing cards with uh, uh, Chris Christopherson. You don't know, <laughs> right? You don't know. Yeah, it, I think he drives pleasure out of writing these hardcore protest, uh, meaningful songs. But sprinkled in there somewhere is is some yeah. interesting humor, which he likes to think, well, if you got it, it's okay. But if you didn't, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the kind of thing. We were just watching before uh, before we went on today uh, this crazy video he did in 2009 of uh, – um, the single that he got off of his Christmas album, and it, right. it's called "It Must Be Santa," and it, it's just a, it's. A, I actually like the song. It's pretty. It's good. a good. It's an excellent Christmas song. It's one you don't think a lot about when you think of Christmas. Yeah. But, but the, it's a polka. Basically. It's a polka. It's like you figure yeah. this guy's in Wisconsin, doing his shtick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what's so good about it, and it's, it, it kind of tells a story, is Bob Dylan isn't necessarily the center of this of this video no. that relates to his no. Christmas album. He's 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 disguised as Santa Claus with an accordion, and he's playing, yeah. but he's just part of the show. So it was good. Yeah, it, it's a little nuts, and and you know he may be. I think he plays multiple characters in the video too. Uh, just anything unexpected like that. You know, the, the I went on YouTube also uh, yesterday, and I was listening to people tell Dylan stories. And, you know, Dylan stories are one of the things that any musician who's been around for 20 years will be telling because he's just continuously played for the last 40 years. So uh, and it, there's a, a characteristic of all Dylan stories, and that is he just appeared. He just <laughs> appeared. He's, he's got... He's got kind of this, and I heard another word, is the guys who tour with him, they say, well, uh, Bobnificent, Bobnificent, Omniscient, you know, it's a takeoff on Omniscient, is that he seems to know everything, if you're in a a conversation with him, he knows the damnedest things, and that when when you're just standing around talking backstage, you don't notice, but suddenly Bob Dylan's standing beside you. And contributing to the conversation or making a comment or what have you. And you didn't know he was there. He just, he's kind of, you know, stealthy. Uh, I wouldn't say sneaky. He's just, you know, he's a quiet kind of guy. And, but he's there. And yeah. You don't, he does the unexpected. That's the main thing. Like his conversion to Christianity, which lasts two years. Uh, he, or did it? Or did it? Or was that a put on? Nobody knows. Right, that's Nobody part knows. of it. I think that's because there's a side of him. It's almost like he, he can be kind of goofy, silly at at times with respect to his humor. He he likes that. He likes groaners. But the thing with his Bad groaners jokes, that yeah. I read a couple of them, these these jokes are. I mean, I wouldn't use them on the show. They're so bad. I mean, there's there's good bad groaners, but. Bob seems to gravitate towards bad, bad, bad groaners. I mean, you look at him and you think, well, when you have to explain a groaner, not good. Oh, not good at all. <laughs> so, but you know, that does happen. As we know, we're, we're becoming experts in groaners. Yeah, we've had to kind of edit some of the groaners to dress them up a little yeah, bit. And make yeah, them. yeah. 
shine their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, why don't you tell us about his connection to baseball? Cause well, it, it, it's the thing about Bob Dylan is I, uh, you know, I, I was really big in the sixties and then I kind of, you know, he's sort of like, he's a newsworthy. When he's newsworthy, I kind of hear about him. But then in about 2004, I saw that he was going to, I was reading on baseball websites that Bob Dylan was going to do minor league baseball stadium tours. And so 2004, he did, he did that. He did it. He's actually done four of them I can find. He's done it four years, 2004, five and six. And what he does, he wants to go to minor league venues, open air venues, obviously, in the yeah. summertime. And really, it kind of fits the niche in terms of the size of venue. Because yeah. these ballparks are going to hold, you know, they're not going to hold the 40, 50,000. They're going to be more like maybe three, four, five thousand. And it's, it, it seems like they, they fit the nature of it because you can bring your blanket, sit out on the, on the, on the field, be in the stands if you want to be, and you're going to be able to listen to his music. And I, I read some of the reviews of them. And I'll tell you, I think the atmosphere really enhances the whole experience. <clears throat> and Bob is, and the other thing is, he really likes to go to the classic old minor league stadiums. And I looked through the list that he did in 2004, 5, and 6. At least a fourth of these ballparks don't even exist anymore. They've been, to, they've been torn down. So uh, he's gone to Cooperstown and done some tours. Uh He's, uh, you know, so he's, he's been, and he goes all over, whether it be Florida, Midwest, California, wherever there's minor league ball. And he's, he has a couple of favorites. I notice he used to, he starts his tour usually in, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. There's a ballpark called Fifth, uh, Third Fifth Ballpark or something like that, a bank name. And, uh, oh, wow. he, it, yeah, and that, that's all part of it. But here, why does Bob Dylan like to go to minor league stadiums. I think we, cool. I've, I've, I've been able to connect some dots. All right, let's hear it. Here's what it's all about. What it's all about is Bob doesn't necessarily like baseball, but Bob is kind of a silly, he's kind of an offbeat guy. And if there's yeah. one thing he's really going to like that he really gravitates to, it's mascots. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, you Bob likes mascots. Oh. I figured oh. it out. All on my own. Yeah, not surprised. surprise. No one else would figure that out because it's not true. <laughs> you made this up. Oh, you, oh, you basically you, blew I? my cover. I thought I had a pretty good angle here. Here we are oh. supposed to do something with the relatively new oh. information about yeah. Bob Dylan and but let's think about it. It's, okay, it's, gonna, it's the let, mascot. Let me, let me it's got to be. Let me hum along. I'll hum along. Go ahead. Make your case. <laughs> Make your case. Okay. If you take a look at it, uh, is Bob Dylan going to gravitate? He's not what you call a, a, he's not a baseball player. Uh, as far as I can tell, Bob Dylan does not have a favorite baseball team. Uh, so why is he going to these ballparks? He could go to, you know, he could go to these venues that are comparable to baseball parks. But apparently there's something that appeals to him in the minor league versus like the major league. And I do believe that he has kind of created the, he's got a fraternity of sorts here. Oh, oh. <laughs> of friends. Why did you say of that? Of a certain kind. And okay. uh, the the other thing is they don't talk a lot. They're kind of a little bit mysterious themselves. 
and okay. uh, you know, and their identities are relatively, you know, they're kept secure. He, he is identity fluid. I will give you that. Yeah. So as a result, I think Bob Dylan likes these minor league ballparks because it gets a chance for him to hang with the mascots. One man's opinion. Wow. Okay. Uh, do you have any photograph photographic evidence of this? You know what? I'm going to have to start what? working on that one. All right. Well, that'll be something we can talk okay, about well, at a later day because we got yeah, time. Not on our side. We got to. Okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. We got a last closing remarks about Bob Dylan. Just to sum it up, if you've had a thought, Bob Dylan wrote a song about it. If you go somewhere, Bob Dylan has been there. And if you want to wear a hat, Bob Dylan has worn that hat. That's all I got to say. Prolific. All good. Yeah. All right, got a groaner, got two, got two groaners. Two, yeah, our groaners are provided to us by Vincent Anthony Lauder Jr., commonly referred to as the coach, the coach, St. Vincent, and boy, does he have some choice stuff this week. These are center cut, ooh la la, so let's go for it. Here we go. Why do cats call mice on roller, what do cats call mice on roller skates? What do cats call mice on roller skates? Meals on wheels. Oh, you you nailed that puppy. I did. I did. Boy, you said I that did. with such authority, too. Okay. Next one. What do you call a lazy baby kangaroo? What do you call a lazy baby kangaroo? <laughs> oh, man. It's got something to do with a joey. That's where, where do they reside? Joey Bishop. Joey Bishop. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. A pouched potato. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I will be here all week. That was excellent. <laughs>